Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Thank you, Zai. Lost for words. Thank you very much. Zai Khan with Sports. She'll be back again tomorrow morning. Mediated Conversations today. How do we avoid road accidents? Well, nice and short and sweet. Drive slower, don't drink, so much to it. Let's talk to our guest today. They are Simon Zwane, who's the Road Traffic Management Corporation's Chief Communications Officer, and Leighton Beard is the Automobile Association spokesperson. Simon, good morning to you. Let's start with you. Uh, how do we avoid road accidents? You've got 15 minutes. Go. That is gone. Leighton Beard, we'll bring you in then. How do we avoid road accidents? Uh-huh. We educate the public better. We make sure there's better policing on our roads. Mm-hmm. Um, a variety of things we need to be doing that we simply aren't doing at the moment. And for that reason, we still see this very high, unfortunately, very high um, fa- road fatality statistic every year. So, um, you know, education, better enforcement, better prosecution. Uh, these are the things we need to be doing. We're not doing it at the moment. All right, let's go through those things nice and slowly. It seems like every year, Leighton, you and I on the radio, and we're trying to tell people, don't drink and drive, don't speed, don't break the laws of the road, yet they still do it. Yeah, but we're telling them at that time of the year only. So we have the situation where, um, you know, we we get very excited by the fact that, um, you know, there, there's intensive traffic law enforcement at the end of the year. Um, the same thing uh, in Easter. So for, for three or four weeks of the year, we have this traffic law enforcement. Um, it's intensive. We have roadblocks. We have traffic officers everywhere we go. Um, you know, th- there's th- there's a lot of coverage of the traffic officers wherever they are. Uh, you, you know, so it, it, it gives the impression that there's this, um, th- you know, th- there's there, there's there's all these boots on the ground and there's this massive traffic um, kind of uh, uh, um, you know thing happening. The problem is it's for four weeks of the year. For the rest of the year, traffic law enforcement um, is very very much reduced. It's scaled back, um, and that's because we don't have enough traffic law enforcers. Um, you know we need double what we have at the moment. So our concern is is that you're not going to change people's behaviour simply by having an intensive campaign you know for four weeks of the year and for the other 48 weeks of the year drivers drive with impunity um you know pe- people get away with all kinds of things on the road um speeding not wearing seat belts uh you know using their cell phones while they're driving um and not to talk on by the way but to text on which is incredibly dangerous um you know th- people get away with unroadworthy vehicles mm. driving without license you know these are the problems that we face so yes we've got we've got this intensive campaign four weeks of the year but you know we we need to do it more regularly in fact we think we should do it every day but it comes down to do we have enough resources um other police uh other traffic law enforcers adequately resourced in terms of vehicles and equipment and gear um we don't have enough of them to begin with in the first place do we have enough capacity to train um so these are the things um john that i think we we we, we're not um we're not getting right Let's uh, see if Simon Zwan is there, Road Traffic Management Corporation's Chief Communications Officer. Simon, good morning to you. Thanks very much for joining us. First of all, what does the Road Traffic Management Corporation do? Now, what we do is we coordinate all the different uh, law enforcement agencies in the country. And we also investigate all the crashes that take place. And we undertake road safety education and awareness campaigns. Uh, 
and we are also the agency that registered all vehicles and licenses in the country in the to our native system. All right. So you heard what Leighton Beard was saying there. It it seems as if what you're doing is not enough. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I hear what he's saying. Uh, he's he's not entirely correct. Uh, there is law enforcement that takes place throughout uh, the country. Yes, during this time of the year, because of high traffic volumes and all that, it gets intensified. But where I live, I see, I see uh, traffic officers on the road every day. In fact, I've been in, impressed uh, seeing them uh, inside the inside suburban roads where they're stopping cars and and, and and checking for the roadworthiness of vehicles and all of that. I see that happening all the time. I know, <clears throat> and I think people know around that Saturdays, they, they also intensify on Saturdays. They've got these massive roadblocks uh, where they also do drunken driving uh, operations. So uh, it, it, it it does happen, but it. Simon gone. Simon, are you still there? That, Simon. Simon? Sorry, Simon, you broke that, up. You're saying it, that, it is happening? Yeah, it's happening. Uh, it doesn't get the same kind of uh, attention that is in terms of publicity as, it, as, as what it gets over this period of the year. Let's talk about those roadblocks that you mentioned. Yesterday we got a caller saying he went through a roadblock and he all the all the, the, the officers were doing was checking uh, the license disc, not checking the roadworthiness, the, the smooth tires, uh, to see if the, the brakes are working, to see if indicators and brake lights are working. Are those tests still done? Because he asked me, and I've been through numerous roadblocks, and all they check is the license. Yeah, those tests are still being done. Uh, I think that checking the license and stuff because of the rampant uh, corruption that is uh, has been happening, where people are obtaining their driver's licenses fraudulently, some are driving fake, fake driving licenses and and fake discs on the vehicles, and that they, that's why they look they are they are focusing on that. How is how is shining a torch on my driver's license testing to see if it's fake or not? Now they know the writing. They will. They will. They are able to identify through with with the fonts of the driving license yeah, yeah. Uh, that is based on the driving. They are able to see. Okay, so but they can so, so shine, shine a torch yeah. in the middle of the night. They can see, and they're looking for certain types of writing to see if it's illegal. No, that's looking at the whether that license is is valid or not mm. at that time. But the discs, there are many fake discs that yes. are being used. Uh, and so they are looking at, at that as well. Because okay. some people who, who with access to internet, the printing discs that mm. are, are fake. Okay. Uh, talk about the education. We, we, we've touched on policing, but the education of drivers, Simon Zwane, That, uh, and we're going to get him back to Leighton Beard. He was saying that we we don't educate drivers enough. We might do it now. We might do it over Easter. But every day we need a campaign, don't we? Yes, we do. We do need a campaign every every day, uh, and we do go to schools, to to, to universities, to 
to do education campaigns and uh, and we do, do it on the side of the road as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yes, it, it it's happening. It it's happening. It's not it because of resources maybe that are limited, you we are not seeing a high number of, of radio and T V adverts mm-hmm. and all of that. But targeted campaigns are happening. We interact with truck drivers. Uh, we go to bus companies where we interact with it with their with it, with their drivers and work with uh, taxi associations to to do education among among, among taxi drivers. Nathan Beard, I want to bring you in there with that education. It, it, and and you know, what Simon is saying is fantastic. It sounds great. But when trucks are going up hills and they're overtaking each other at 40 k's an hour, they're overtaking on solid lines, that education is going in one ear and out the other, or they just don't care. Yeah, I mean, we talk about education in schools. We've got around 25,000 schools in the country. You know, I'd, it would be instructive to find out from Simon, you know, of the 25,000 schools that we have in South Africa, how many the RTMC has actually covered and how many schools have, have they visited and, and, and launched education campaigns. Um, the Department of Education does not have a road safety education program. Um, you know, th- there's nothing that is targeted um, at specific age groups. I mean, we we believe as the AA, um, road safety education should begin in kindergarten. You know, how do you walk safely on the side of the road and graduate children into, you know, how do you become better pedestrians? How do you ride a bicycle? How do you ride a motorbike? Um, what type of uh, driver education is happening in schools? Um, you know, so just in terms of education, um, there is a huge amount that needs to be done. Um, yes, I mean, obviously resources are, are tight everywhere. Um, but when we look at the problem that road safety presents in South Africa, um, we're looking at, um, you know, road fatalities and road crashes cost our country around 200 billion rand annually, billion with a B. So if we can prevent road crashes, we're actually saving um, a, a massive amount of money. Now, it, it, it's, it's not an easy concept, but you know, the, the point is, is that we have to, we have to find the resources. Um, I mean, this brings into question, you know, John, a whole, a whole range of other things of, are we allocating resources correctly? Um, you know, what's the situation in terms of, of the misappropriation of funds and all of this type of thing, which I don't think I want to get into. But, but the point is, is that um, education in schools um, is, is not happening at the, at the level that it should be happening at. That's the first thing. And then we look at, um, you know, over and above education, road safety awareness campaigns. Um, you know, are we doing enough in terms of approaching um, taxi drivers and truck drivers and just normal pedestrians and cyclists and motorcyclists um, and, and approaching them uh, via all media and speaking and spreading the message of road safety to them? And how are we doing that? Um, and as a road user myself in South Africa, I am not being targeted by road safety messaging. Um, the only time I am being targeted is at Christmas and, and at Easter when you know we either have the Minister of Transport or the MEC of Transport saying, please drive safely. Uh, and that is not campaigning. That is not going to reduce road fatality. So I, I appreciate what Simon is saying in terms of, um, you know, resources are limited. Um, but it's it, it's in our view, you know, more needs to be much, much, much more needs to be done to to improve road safety. And again, I throw the question out, you know, of the 25,000 schools in South Africa, how many have been targeted with education campaigns? 
Let's go. Uh, my, my caller thing has stopped working. And can you just put the caller on for me, please? Where are we going to? Uh, is it BJ in KwaZulu Natal? You want to talk about road safety? Yeah, how's it, John? Let it go ahead. Yeah, John, you know what? I grew up, my dad gave us uh, uh, potential drivers very, very good advice. He said to me, he said two things to us. He said, when you're driving, you always look at the car in front of you and the car in front of the one in front of you and the same at the back. Mm. And the second thing he said to us, never, ever think that the driver in front of you or, be, uh, or behind you is going to do the most unimaginable thing. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't think that anybody is going to be stupid enough to overtake on a double barrier liner. Just be prepared. You know, and uh, my dad was a building contractor and he, he, he drove every single day. And the only accidents I can remember him having were when he when an animal crossed the road in front of him. He hardly ever had collisions. And I think the... The other point I want to make, John, is that I think the way we drive in this country is a reflection of our society. We have we have violent society, you know. And when people get onto the road, they carry all of that all of that aggression that that we talk about uh, that that makes this country such a such a violent place onto the road. And I think there's just no quarter uh, given on the road. You know, I think you think about defensive driving, but I mean, even that you actually are taking your hands your yeah. your hands your life in your hands when you get onto the roads because you can be as safe and as law-abiding as, 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 as anybody. Uh, and if another driver comes across you, 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 you basically have it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's... And I think the other point that Leif made about uh, uh, education is a big one. But the other point he made about resources, you know, for me, in case of N, the only time... And I say this, I, I say this without contradiction, I have never been stopped for a safety check on cases and roads. I've been stopped for a, for a breathalyzer or for, mm-hmm. a, for, but for a safety check on my vehicle. And yeah. the only time you see RT officers in cases then is when they are trapping, uh, when they are still trapping. And then, uh, they, then they still hide away behind the bushes. They still hide away. So what they are doing during the day, you know, and I happened to drive to the RT officers in cases in uh, a few years ago, and the car park was full of branded vehicles. And I thought to myself, well, why aren't these vehicles out on the road? All right, what BJ. So, All right. anyway, I think a lot, a lot needs to be done to actually change the, the whole mindset of road safety. So, thanks, John. Thank you, BJ. And KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, Simon Zwani, you've heard a couple of things there. Your reply? Yeah, he, he is correct. No, the, the, the caller is making a correct uh, observation. Uh that there is a, quite a lot of uh, speed trapping, and and the officers are not are not stopping people to 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 actually check the roadworthiness of the vehicles. That's the point we we concede, and it's the point that we always emphasize that it must be done because uh, a car that may be driving. With smooth tires, is a is a, is is a risk to to other other road users, especially even if the brakes are not working. Mm. So the, the, yeah, the, he's making uh, the the correct points. Uh, how, how, but you... edu- education, the Department of Education, for instance, has developed a curriculum uh, that. It is going to be part of the life orientation. They've included the road safety education so that 
it can be institutionalized within within the education sector. So all of these points are that being made. Uh, it's all taken often being implemented. It's all very well educating the youth, and that's great, future drivers. But what what about me? I'm or or somebody who's overtaking with their kids in the back. The kids can't tell dad no, to slow down. The current the current problem we are facing, largely, uh, it's is because of uh, if you look at the statistics, the highest number of people being killed are pedestrians. Right. And why is that? Why is it pedestrians? Partly because of the informal settlements that mushroom along the roads. And we have a lot of uh, also our our people who, have, who are migrants into the cities uh, who, who are not South African, uh, by and large, who are working on the we find them walking on the on the on the highways and all of that. We're trying to target those people also to 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 talk to talk to them uh, about proper road usage. But informal settlements create a problem where informal settlement is one side, uh, amenities are on the other side of the yeah. road, and people are crossing the road. When you put up a pedestrian bridge, the Criminals start targeting people on the on the pedestrian bridge. That force and then that forces the people to use uh. unsafe spots to cross the road. Uh, and we put in uh, barriers on the roads; mm. they get vandalized. So these are these are all the challenges that uh, uh, need to be addressed. Uh, in order to reduce this high number of, of, of fatalities on the roads. Leighton Beard from the AA. The third point you brought up was prosecution. Um, it's all very well giving a fine, but most people just crumble the fine up, throw it in the back seat, or don't pay it at all. What what is how was pros, how will prosecution change things? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think uh, you know when, when you look at the rates of prosecution and you look at how the courts um, deal with uh, road traffic offences, they don't prioritise road offences. So, so that is a concern. Um, when we look at the at the prosecution rates of drunk drivers. Um, you know, um, I, you will struggle to find the exact prosecution rate um, at the moment. Um, but but a couple of years ago, uh, you know, only up to 10 percent of people who were arrested for drunk driving were prosecuted for drunk driving. So that obviously creates a massive problem. Um, the courts need to prioritize all road offenses and they need to make it um so that the public who are guilty of road offences are actually uh, held severely accountable for infringement. Um, now, I know that uh, Simon is going to say, well, we're introducing auto and that's going to deal better with road, uh, you know, with road safety. Um, our views on that are, are, are well known. We don't believe it is going to reduce it because the thing is for us around driver behavior, which is not going to be changed simply through legislation. But the fact is, is that prosecution is necessary. When you look at drunk driving, laboratories take, you know, 14, 15, 16 months to process blood samples. Um, there's very little coordination between them and the courts in terms of delivering 
clean samples to them. Um, There's a myriad of problems around prosecution, um, uh, John, and and I think it it comes down to the fact that, again, more needs to be done to improve that part of uh, uh, road safety, uh, which at the moment is not happening. David, do you want to talk about truck drivers and owners? David? Sorry, David, go ahead. Good, good morning. How are you? How's it? Go ahead. Yes, man. Uh, I just want to uh, raise an issue with uh, Mr. Zwane from RTMC because mm-hmm. I'm a former trade unionist. Um, I once visited RTMC to raise an issue with uh, employers who forces truck drivers to drive, to drive when they are tired. You know, they will... Uh, even the system at the bargaining council is not conducive for truck drivers to rest properly. Number one, they don't have a safe places to rest. Number two, uh, you know, they say a truck driver can drive 15 hours within a period of 24 hours and rest nine consecutive hours. Sometimes the, 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 the nine consecutive hours start in the like mid-morning, let's say nine o'clock in the morning, and the driver is in Palabura. How is that person uh, rest? And then when that driver phone his employer to say, I'm still tired, I need more rest, they will force him to, to drive. And if he's involved in an accident, he gets dismissed. So truck drivers will be scared to say, let me rather take a risk than being dismissed. Right. So I raised those issues with the RTMC. Yeah. One of their officials even fell asleep during the meeting. <laughs> I understand nothing. In Midland, I still have the email. Right, so David. now they are... Let's, let's, let's get an answer. David, we're running out of time. Let's see if we can get an answer from Simon Zwane. Thank you very much, David. Uh, Arthur Zwane, uh, correction, Simon Zwane, what do you have to say about what David has to say? Yeah, no, we've had received information about the pressure that truck drivers are, are put under uh, by controllers to keep driving and to meet the targets. And in Engagements have been held with the with the with the freight associations and the, and and the truck owners around the same issues. But really, some of the issues that are being raised, issues that are conditions of employment, which the RTMC has no mandate to get involved in. But yes, we can we can have have interactions with operators and truck owners and and raise these issues on behalf of the drivers so that uh, they can be addressed. But we cannot alter the conditions of employment uh, on, uh, in which drivers are employed. That is the matter that maybe the Department of it, of, 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 la- of Labor should be getting involved in. It seems like you should. But if it, it's leading to road accidents, road accidents and dangerous roads, that's your gig. Yeah, but I'm saying... Even before the start of the festive season, we've had a big engagement with uh, the, 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 freight, the freight industry on exactly this, the issues that are being, uh, are being raised. Uh, uh, so these are not, are not matters that we, we ignore. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the industry also has got some issues that, that they do raise. But we are concerned. I mean, we see concerning issues where even drivers are are, are, are cooking within the trucks and, and, and doing things that are extremely dangerous. 
Simon Beard, uh, my brain is broken. Leighton Beard, Automobile Association spokesperson. You've got a minute if you can wrap it up for us, please. We need to do a lot more to improve road safety in South Africa. Um, you know, w w when um, when Simon says the Department of Education um, has a curriculum that is going to include, um, you know, that's great, and 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 we think that th that is very necessary and overdue. Uh, and we need to ensure we have more traffic law enforcers on the road. We need to ensure we've got better uh, coordination between the courts and law enforcement. Um, so there's a range of things we think need to happen. Um, and we hope sincerely that they actually do begin happening uh, sooner rather than later. Thank you very much. Leighton Beard, Simon Zwane, you've got 30 seconds. Yeah, no, road safety is, should really be a collaborative effort. Uh, we need to bring uh, work with all the stakeholders. We're working with Master Drive to improve uh, the driving of uh, uh, safe driving among truck drivers. But even, um, even for lobbying and raising awareness and all of that, we need to be holding uh, each other's hands and making sure that the message gets out to as many people as possible. And that behavior changes and changes for the better. Simon Zwane is the Road Traffic Management Corporation's Chief Communications Officer, earlier Leighton Beard, Automobile Association spokesperson. Yeah, remember that old campaign? Be prepared, be polite, be patient. Simple. Just hit that every single day.